0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy.
1: Fall guy. That's what the poster said?
0: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie. Critics say exists to
1: make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May third. Rated PG
0: thirteen. The NFL is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of the NFL is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for Week 1. Bet just $1 of on any NFL game during the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any Week 1 game. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts. Plus, you can make every game a big game with the same game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any Week 1 game. That's promo code THPN to get all your free $200 in free bets instantly for limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Want to go pretty boy? And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 135 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Middle of the work week, hump day Wednesday, battling through it, almost there, almost there. Man, can you believe Almost August is almost over? That's hard to believe too. Um, Yeah. Of course I'm recording this on Tuesday afternoon, a cloudy Tuesday afternoon here at the fourth line offices in Saskatoon. Um man, we got a ton of rain last night. Thunder and a little too where was that in June and July when we needed it? A little too late now, but uh, uh rain's always a welcome sight. But I'm not gonna lie today guys, pretty lazy day. I uh, I was up at about five o'clock and in the morning and looked over at the phone and said, Ah, you know what? I just do not feel like going to work today. So I actually used a rare sick day and uh, yeah, just too much. You know, every once in a while you just need to. I mean, I had the couple days at the lake here and there, but that I mean, even then you're up super early and whatever. Never always uh, always just you know you get that you get in that role where it's just like you feel like you never get enough sleep. Yeah, I was just like, "Ah, I just don't, and it's rainy, wet and stuff. I'm like, I don't want to deal with wet garbage and everything today. So I'm like, yeah, you know what, I'll take today off. So, sat on the couch and basically watched uh, Prime and a bunch of documentaries. And uh, yeah, accomplished zero today, guys, to be completely honest. Um, And I don't feel bad about it. But Back at it, I got to work this weekend and all that stuff, so... Uh, I got to work every day until about mid-September. So uh after that, we'll have to check on the weekend situation. But uh yeah, it was just one of those, like I said, I don't call in sick very often, very seldom, Um for, you know, count one hand in a year, you know, unless something, you know, knock on wood, you know, haven't had any every once in a while. It, it seems although every winter I somehow end up with like strep throat and shit for some reason, it's probably the in and out of the truck all the time, but. Anyway, what are, what are we tuning in to listen to? I don't know. But uh, last minute interview, once again, I'm putting the cart before the horse. Um, in a couple hours here, I am phoning Tristan Grant to get him back in the line in another Five Toughest Opponents series. Of course, I interviewed Tristan way back when. Um, he is episode 41. Um, so definitely check out that full-length interview with Tristan. It was really fun uh, to go back and talk about his Western Hockey League career um, manitoba junior career and then uh, of course on to play pro and uh tough dude fought a lot of guys and i'm looking forward to it to, uh, tonight to to hear his five toughest opponents like i always say with that with the series of course all the guys i've had on i've done full-length interviews with and I'm, and i don't know the names he's gonna bring up but i'm sure at at some point in our full-length interview the first time i we would have talked about these guys because it's not like a it's gonna be some out of the blue guy right and I mean obviously it'll be named guys or whatever but um so I'm sure we've sort of already talked about it um but this is just a chance to go more in depth and uh maybe there's a backstory to that fight that maybe we didn't talk about in the first interview or uh or just what have you you know everything has a story right so or an aftermath or what or whatever so I know I've really enjoyed doing this series I've done it a number of times um you know, the the episodes aren't as long, you know, 25, 30 minutes with the guys. You know, yeah, I mean, depending, I'm not going to cut them off, but depending how long their stories are. And, um, yeah, I just uh, kind of a quick in and out. And, uh, but, uh, no, I real I'm really enjoying the series. And, I, and, like, I always enjoy having the guys back on the show. Um, so, yeah, um, so going forward, we'll see. Um, I have, I, as I keep saying every week, I, I do have the Paul Ferone. Uh, interview record—it's done, um, but it's sitting in like seven files on my desktop here, and I have to go through it. Um, which surprisingly, last little while I, I really haven't um, really haven't had time to. Uh, and uh, yeah, and it's going to take a little while because at the time, as I mentioned before, the interview um, for whatever reason, my computer was really acting up that Saturday, and uh, yeah, it would cut off and everything, so. Um, yeah, I'm actually gonna have most of the time Everybody regular listeners are like, yeah, no shit, but uh, Normally, I, I I'm not an edit. I don't edit shit. I don't, I've already like recorded it I've listened, you know, I've already listened to the guy talk or myself. I don't want to go back and listen anymore So I unless it's something egregious or if the guest asked me to take it out Um, I basically just leave everything so i'm not a real big my patience for editing is nil so, uh yeah, I just I really just haven't got around to doing the to the for own thing and um, Nothing personal with Paul or anything like that. I, I enjoy talking to him. and I think it's a great interview um, You know, I just um, yeah, I just have to find some time because it's like four hours. So yeah, I mean You know, so it's a four that's four hour. I have to I have to edit that right. I have to go through it. So um, Yeah, it's finding the time and, um, yeah, so, and like I said, I'll be breaking that up into two parts. So, um, I will, I will promise this. I will make a promise that next Wednesday you will have the Paul for one, part one interview. Um, yes, I will make that promise. But in the meantime, you're stuck with me. I don't want to say you're stuck with Tristan cause that's not fair. Cause he'll be, a, he's a, he'll be a good interview. Um, cause he was good the first time I interviewed him. So I don't know why <clears throat> I'm sure the second time will be, will be good. So, um, but before we get into that, um, just want to have a few news and notes. Um, congratulations to a uh, former guest and tough dude, boy, Josh Maser in the news, the new assistant coach of the medicine not tigers. So that's, that's, uh, that was really cool to read on the, on the Google machine yesterday that came across my feed and I sent, uh, Josh a text and congratulated him. And, uh, I know he's, he said he's re- you know, really excited for it. So that'll be really cool. Um, you know, I, I said maybe, uh, clone a medicine hack getting get in a bench brawl and him and Millette can go for three minutes again, like the old days. Yeah. Really says something when the coaches are the toughest guys in the league, you know, like Josh Mazur just became the toughest guy in the Western Hockey League, you know, <laughs> at, uh, whatever, 41 years old. Um, <clears throat> so, but, uh, no, all, all kidding aside, congratulations. And, uh, hopefully he has some success with the Tigers this year, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Maybe I'll have to, when they come to play the Blades, I'll have to go down, maybe I'll, I'll heckle, I'll get tickets behind the bench and heckle them. But uh, I don't need him coming over the glass at me. But uh, congratulations, Josh. Very, very cool. Um, yes, uh, other than that, well, I should probably do some uh, some sponsorship stuff here. Uh, as I said, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. Um there are over 50 shows on the network, whatever team, all the NHL teams are represented. So whatever team you're a fan of, there is a show for you. Definitely check it out. Um, as well as for my off network friends, uh, of course we got Florida, man, friggin' uh, Alec out there at five for fighting. Can't even spell his on his graphics. He can't even spell breakdown, right? That's what, you know, we're at that level of professionalism, you know, yes, Jesus, the bar is so low you're stepping over it. But uh, you know that mud show, and right. and then who does he have for a guest this week on his live on his live episode? I go to Facebook, I tune in. Jesus, what do I get on my monitor? Doctor Chris and friggin' Alex staring at me on my monitor. Like people need to see this. Holy shit! Like I mean, you talk about fucking horror movies coming to life. I'll tell you. <clears throat> So for those that don't know what I'm talking about, Alec runs the uh, he's the creator and runs the Enforcer Appreciation Group on Facebook over 13,000 members. And I will say membership is dwindling fast because myself and a few of the administrators are tired of the bullshit. So if you're going to go in there and flap your lips and play he- keyboard hero, you are gone. Uh my I could from I'm just going to say from like, we don't discuss this. We don't have a little vote. We don't have a meeting on if this person should be ousted. It is up to the individual administrator. And I can tell you my patience is at an all-time low. Let's just say below zero. We're into the negatives. So if you're going to smart off, you're out. Somebody posted the Link Gates-Tony Twist fight from Saskatoon, 1987. People are commenting on it. This puts the quality isn't very good. Why would you bother posting it? Oh, you know what? You're out. Fucking idiot. So there you go. Yeah. It's that type of shit. You're going to be a goof. You're gone. So, but the group is good. I mean, uh, a lot of great members, a lot of guys putting up some really cool videos and some pictures and, and yeah, be respectful. Like we said, you know, we're not, you're not in there. You don't have to kiss ass. We can have disagreements. I mean, I have, I have disagreement with many of my adult friends. And you know what? We're still friends. Because we can have that back and forth and that communication. You don't need to swear and be a goof and act like some keyboard tough guy. You can just, I disagree and blah, this is why, blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, maybe, but blah, 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 blah. Go on with life. You know, we're not landing planes here, for God's sake. It is just a message board. So... None of us have time for idiots so I'm going to tell you that ahead of time and I don't give a shit if you post every day 10 posts a day if you're going to be a goof you're gone there so for the because I have I have I, I know I have members of that group that listen to this show If you're going to be a goof, try it try it be a goof and you're gone we're tired of it you're, you're running off players you're running off good posters It's not worth, like, so we're losing quality to keep your dumb ass around while you troll around. No, it's not happening anymore. So, well, but I can tell you, having uh, frigging, this mud show show up on your screen on a Saturday night, that's a good way to scare off members as well. So, but Dr. Chris, actually, I I kid, I kid. Two good guys. Well, Dr. Chris is using his big school words, you know. Alec has texted me asking me what they meant. I mean, it's the guy that spells breakdown wrong, so I mean, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't know what Doctor Chris. Though, he can't use real people words. He's got to use his big school words. But they're breaking down fights and talking. I I was uh, I wasn't in there for the whole thing. I was in there for a little bit though. A lot of fun. Saturdays definitely check it out. Um, hopefully, as uh, school starts and the weather gets colder and people are you know more tend to stay inside a little more. Uh, you know, hopefully you guys will tune in to the, to the group and, uh, you know, we can get that live interaction and that back and forth going. I think that'd be a lot of fun and uh, make it really interactive. So, uh, you know, I know he has plans on getting, well, he's had players on there. He had, had Howie Rosenblatt and Sean Pete over the last couple of weeks. So no, it's been a lot of fun and uh, they just, they figured out how to put, like it was all new to everybody. Right. So put the video up and break it down and everything. So that was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, chime in if you're, if you're around. Definitely check it out. But, uh, that was Al, and then of course, like he puts it up on Saturday, but then obviously he releases the audio version on, on Tuesdays. So, uh, definitely check that out. I know he's got, uh, Alec has some, he's, I'm not gonna n- say the name, the, easy for you to say. I won't mention names, but he's, he said who he's gonna have on here in the next couple, couple days. So that'll be, uh, really interesting for the listeners and, uh, really looking forward to, uh, hearing what those guys have to say. Also, of course, over in Long Island, Gary Lozito is Jolton Joe Lozito of the Coliseum Chronicles fame. It is a New York Islanders enforcer-based podcast. Um, And uh, Joe's been doing it for a while now. Tremendous back catalog. Fakoda, Bolton, Asher, Strudwig. Check it out. Uh, Great stuff. And here's the, with Joe's show, the gimmick is the guys had to have played for the Islanders. Uh, or in the farm team or have some sort of Islander, um, affiliation. So, uh, this week his, his guest is part one with Barry Drager. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. Um, part two, I'm, it was a great part one, good start. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to when they get in depth with the, uh, of course with the, everybody remembers, uh, Dregs from the IHL, the solar bears and that type of thing. So really looking forward to hearing those battles and, uh, Barry's a really well-spoken guy and, uh, I gave Joe, I gave, kind of gave Joe shit. I'm like, son of a bitch, you, you, you snapped out dragger on me. Uh, actually, Barry and I just started following each other on Facebook. And I had written down on a sticky note. I'm staring at it right now on the side of my computer desk here about all the guys I want to uh, invite onto the show. And I had just written dragger on. So I'm, I'm, I may as well cross that out. Um, you know, maybe I can do a five toughest with Barry or something like that down the line. But uh, yeah, I mean, Joe's going i mean there's no point in me having him on and, and and doing the same interview right uh so um no i'm and and like i said and joe and i have very similar um you, with the way our shows are set up and how we do the interviews just uh um yeah like i said uh really looking forward to to part two and uh yeah no it's really good and like i said joe does a great job and uh really in depth and he's been doing it for a while and and it goes way back. And I mean, and, and Joe again with the writing. I mean, he was part of, he, he was, uh, helped out Stan Fisher on the Bad Boys books. Of course, he was also a writer in the, uh, Tough Guy magazines that used to come out once a year for the, for the older listeners. If you remember those, so we're always excited to see those on the newsstand. Man, I, I just think back now. I have a few, uh, well, not here. They're packed away, but I have a few copies. Um, well, I have all the issues. Except for one. I don't have the one with Probert on the front. I don't have the first one. But um Of course mine are all cut up because I used to slap the color pictures up and stuff. I'm like, ah. Oh, if I can only go back and talk to myself, i will be like, I'll oh, keep those all intact. But um yeah, those are those are great issues. And uh but yeah, Joe there, like I said, he he does the uh, the Islander. It's gotta be some sort of affiliation with the Islanders. Um so he does he's had players on that have played against the Islanders and he does seasons episodes where he breaks down seasons. Like I said, as uh you know, we're always trying to come up with different things. Of course I came up with the five toughest opponents. Joe came up with the seasons or uh you know, playing against the Islanders and that type of thing. And uh of course I have the advantage. I mean of course it's the hockey landscape's wide open to me. But with Joe of course it's gotta like I said, it's gotta be the Islander gimmick, right? Uh, So, you know, you're pretty, you know, you're sort of limiting yourself at that point. So Joe's really had to branch out and he's, you know, and I mean, at this point, I think it's not, maybe not the Islanders, it's just like kind of a New York based. He's almost at that type of, uh, that thing here, you know, where it's in New York because he had the lacrosse guy cat. He had the lacrosse cat on and, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, I, I hate like, uh, You know, letting the cat out of the bag. And I know, I was, I know Joe wanted to do it, but I mean, ah, you know, for those that, you know, coming up here, I'm not sure when, like Joe releases on Monday. I'm not sure when this episode is coming out, but I know in his series, he's going to do a new series breakdown. It's the uh, 2009-2010, uh, New York Majesty, uh, from the women's lingerie football league season. Really looking forward to that episode. Um, now you talk about an episode where I, you know, I rather, wish it was a video visual instead of audio it might be this one um i know joe was a. Uh, I know he either applied or was the towel boy for the team i'm not i can't remember i know he somehow he said he wanted to get to the bottom of this so i don't you know not sure what he meant there but uh yeah really looking forward to it so like i said it's staying in that new york theme right new york majesty um i know they had a big 09 2010 season so uh you know, re- really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, and like I said, Joe Joe gets in depth. He will dig and pry for uh, for answers. So uh you know, we'll have to wait and see. Looking forward to it. Um, also, if you're in the in, in the uh, looking for some merchandise, man, I gotta get some merchandise because Joe's making a killing. Joe has his own merchandise. Of course, he's got his face on everything: pants, shirts, hats, pens, you know, frisbees, you name it. Uh, Joe's got his face on it, so uh, yeah, if you want to get something and look hip, you want to bring a little bit of New York, that uh, New York swagger to, I don't know, wherever you happen to live in Des Moines or, I don't know, where where does it, Lando Lake or whatever, if you want to bring a little, uh, you know, a little class, a little sophistication, order some Joe Lazito merchandise, some Coliseum Chronicles merchandise, you will be, you, you know, back to school, there, you want to, you want to be, be, come, like, you walk that hallway, people will know th- that guy's an Alpha Beta, right there. Joel Lozito, Coliseum Chronicles, Gary Lozito. Alright, now what? Well, we should probably get on with Tristan here, I've, I've killed 18 minutes. Again, I, don't, I haven't recorded yet, so I really don't know how long Tristan and I are going to talk for. So this episode, <coughs> pardon me, could either be really short, or it could be really long, I don't know. But, uh, you know, we'll see. But, I don't know. Crazy times here, folks. Crazy times. But I hope everybody is uh, staying safe out there. And you will uh, enjoy the show. Like I said, every Wednesday is interview day. And then every Sunday is rant day. So I I have a few things that have irritated me. I will save them for Sunday. And, uh, yeah, we'll do that. But in the meantime, also... Hey, if you're on social media, why? But, if you are, check me out, 4th Line Voice on Twitter, as well as on Facebook. It's F-O-U, I just spelled it out, I couldn't use the numbers. 4th Line Voice on Facebook, uh, and as well as YouTube. Uh, over 2,500 videos on, on YouTube. Of course, the way YouTube's been shutting down sites, I don't know, it's just a, I, I just keep waiting for the, for the other shoe to drop. I mean, unfortunately, Steve and George and those guys who did a great job and put a lot of time and effort into their sites. Those, they got shut down. So I don't know what's going on, but so far, uh, you know, my site's still up. So, you know, uh, I have over 2,500 videos, whatever league you're interested in, NHL, WHL, IHL, everything's sorted. Just typing into the search engine. Boom. The video will come up. Um, yeah, I encourage you to ch- check it out while you can, cause I don't know what's going on, but, uh, yeah, like I said, if you're on Facebook, definitely, uh, sign up for the enforcer appreciation group and uh, yeah see you on there and uh, yeah hey and guys if you're not on social media and you're like I ah, I was on it now and you tried to and you quit cold turkey congratulations um, but you want to get a hold of me for whatever reason yeah, I don't know why if you want to hey if you want to just get a hold of me to tell me my show sucks feel free uh, I do have I still have a hotmail email hockey fights all one word at hotmail.com send me a, send me an email Uh, Good bad or otherwise show ideas. You want to be on the show. You have a story to tell sure. Let me know Uh, We can definitely do something, but uh, Yeah, so feel free email me whatever you want, but uh, yeah guys, let's get on with it Um, Here is my talk with Tristan Grant with his five toughest opponents and uh, we'll talk to you cats on Sunday. Thanks everybody All right on the line returning guest Here we go. It must be sweeps week we got a big guest here uh, for another in the five toughest opponent series on the line. Uh, four years in the Western Hockey League, twelve year pro. Well, pardon me, also one year in the uh, Manitoba League. Don't want to forget that. Is uh, my guest tonight, Tristan Grant. Tristan, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good, Dan. Thanks for having me once again. It's always a pleasure to come online and, and uh, you know talk uh, talk shops. <laughs> as you stay in western canada
0: there we go absolutely no it's great to have you back on for those uh listening uh if you're if you're new to the show i had tristan on uh, i believe is episode 41 and we uh timeline his entire career you know we start right in right in manitoba all the way up through uh final years in the uh in the american hockey league and uh yeah and uh but i wanted to get you back on i've been kind of doing this series i've had a few guys uh returning guests and uh we were just saying before we got going five toughest opponents uh
1: you know, we're, we're we're that's covering a lot of ground. You you fought a lot of dudes. I did, I did. When when I was talking, thinking about this, it was like, man, there's so many guys that fought um, only once for those reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to fight them again. So, but there's definitely you know some guys that came to mind that uh, you know I I battled you know more than once, and definitely a handful of times. So it's. Uh, it's really tough to kind of make the list because I just have so much respect for all of them, and they've they're definitely challenging in different ways. So um, yeah, I'm happy happy to come along and, and talk about it.
0: No, I mean, and absolutely, like you said, it could be one. You know, if you fought, like you said, you only fought them once for a reason. But uh, but I mean, every guy. I mean, in, in general theme, everyone's tough in their own way, right? Every fight was a battle, so it. Um, yep and uh so i mean you know in that sense i mean everyone i've kind of as I've talked to that has done this series is sort of approach it different sometimes it's toughest in certain time periods in their career and blah 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 you know and just stuff mm-hmm. like that so i mean we'll just have fun with it here but uh i guess we'll, we'll we'll get rolling here who's uh who's number five on your
1: list oh man i used to i used to fight this uh well, you guys—you've had him on. It was—it was, it was it, like Zach Fitzgerald. Yeah. <laughs> this guy—he was just a nasty asshole to play against. <laughs> he was yeah, a jerk. Zach I mean, the hack man. It was really, yeah. And uh he was a tough kid from Minnesota. I remember I, I saw it, I was like, this guy's from Minnesota. I was just like, you don't really—you know being in the Western League. You don't see a lot of guys come out of there. But he was—he was a hard-nosed guy that I—that we had lots of battles uh, in junior hockey. I don't think I ever came across him in, in pro surprisingly, but he was a guy who was definitely, he could be, he could be up and down this, this whole list, you know, easily. So he was definitely one of those guys that I was just like, you know, get on the bus, you know, from Vancouver, hopping down in Seattle. Um, he's like, all right, we, who am I going to fight tonight? Am I going to fight, you know, Matt Spiller or, uh, or, or, or Zach, or, um, or, or McLaughlin, or Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just had like absolute, they're like half of, they had half a farm of, uh, of animals that was in there that were just ready to, you know, chew your ear off. So, <laughs> but Zach being kind of the same age as me, there was a the guy we kind of matched up, Ebony, and he was defenseman, and I was definitely, you know, finishing checks hard at him, and he was, he was doing the same, same to me. So, definitely a well respected, uh, warrior. I've, uh, you know, kept, kept in touch with him on on social media a little bit here and there, kind of, uh, you know, really happy on how, uh, his career ended out and, uh, yeah, super, super stoked for him.
0: No, absolutely. And, um, yeah. And like Zach's, yeah, like man, those Seattle teams were, were something, uh, just the, the WHL at that time, um, man, oh man. Um, yeah, I was going to,
1: uh, it was. It was a different. It was a different breed. We had we had really tough teams in Vancouver, and then like you know Seattle had a tough team, and you know Kamloops had tough guys, and you know, Kelowna beat uh, Prince George. That whole thing was just like up and down, up and down. That West Coast is just all whole bunch of meatheads and and sandpaper for sure. So <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun for sure. A little nerve wracking at the same time as well. So
0: well, no, absolutely. Well, I was just wondering like. Well, I mean, so your your junior career, I mean, you know, we're talking 2000, you know, going into that, so I mean, maybe not right, I'm trying to think when YouTube started, but um, were you kind of, were you ever, were you a video guy? Did you do a lot of, uh, like, scouting, <coughs> so to speak?
1: Um, I don't know, like, when those, like, hockeyfights.com, yeah, like, yeah. Like the gloves, K, K, I don't know when those really came on, I think that was really early in my, maybe probably, like, late in my, my junior career that I would say so. Yeah. Uh, probably right when you were kind of
0: turning pro, I think a little bit right around Oh five ish. Yeah. Th-
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely the homework that you, you needed to do to gain, to gain an advantage. And you need every advantage when, when the other guy, you know, locked on to you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to do the exact same thing to you. So yeah, you gotta, you gotta definitely like kind of do your homework and, and, try to get an edge somehow you know whether it was like taping your wrist around or or uh you know putting some Vaseline over the eyes I always did that too when I knew I was gonna you know fighting the first couple shifts of the game I was always putting Vaseline over my eyes and and, uh you know around my cheekbones and stuff like that made a big difference for sure you know I had you had to do it so were you uh uh, it 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 was all about surviving
0: no, oh, absolutely. Um, were you a big... Did you do anything with your jersey? Were you, did you alter it at all? Sleeves or tie-downs or anything?
1: I, had, I did. I did. I had a super tight tie-down. Um, I, I, I think I had a couple loonies not, notched around it to make it super tight. Then I had a, some hockey laces. Uh, and I also... <laughs> I feel like such a scumbag saying this now, but yeah, I had like... You know, before like the before the new style jerseys came, came, you know, in effect, you know, those old jerseys were still baggy as hell. And I had a couple jerseys that made the sleeves like super tight. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it was, it was, just, it was just like, I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't like losing the worst. The worst part about the fighting was, it was not like getting a black guy or, or breaking your nose or losing some teeth or even getting knocked out. It was like, it was like the, the chance of like letting down, you know, your teammates. That was that was that was the scariest part of it all, for sure, hands down. For me anyways. You know, we all you know, I've been like punched in the mouth and nose and eyes and been split open so many times, even knocked out and, and it was just like the worst part of all those is like, like chances are you lost a fight. <laughs> if any of those things happen and you let down teammates, so
0: well, no, and that's the thing. And like, when you talk about the Jersey thing, I mean, every guy I've had on here, pretty much all of them universally did something. And you know, and it's just like back then, it's like, I mean, you say it out loud now. And I mean, maybe the newer listener, or, you know, younger listeners are like, holy shit. Yeah. Like this is Thunderdome. But I mean, back then, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, shit. D- hey, you're fighting these animals every night. I mean, you know, you got Bugard and Huxley and McLaughlin and, you know, and, and all the, and, you know, and, mccaffrey and all these guys uh you know at every turn and it's like yeah well who can blame the guy right you know i mean yeah and well it's not like they're not doing anything like they're doing shit too so it's like hey you got a survival mode man you got to do what you got to do
1: yeah yeah absolutely the only thing i i I never really had a respect for is the guys like spraying stuff from their on their knuckles like the the tough skin and so on yeah because that stuff yeah i didn't really like that i didn't like that for sure so um probably that's why I started vastly in my face up in the beginning because you get a couple of times and you rub your face, like, Oh, what the what the what the heck's it? this on my face? And you figure out right away and just like probably you know, you make kind of return the favor some somewhere down the road for sure, definitely take notes, so um but like I said, everyone's kinda of, you gotta everyone's trying to survive and try to get it gain an edge for sure.
0: No, absolutely. Well, there we go. Zach the Hack. Yeah, he, uh, at number five. He, uh, yeah, he was a great guest, though. He, he was a lot of fun to talk to. It was fun getting to, uh, you know, off air just talking with him and kind of getting to know him a little bit. Yeah, nice guy. And, uh, yeah, he did it a long time, boy. And, uh, that was one and that was one guy like when he went over to Europe I mean there's some dudes that you know they go over to the UK and you know kind of paid vacation to ride out the rest of the career and you know take the girlfriend over on the free trip to Europe for the yeah. summer for the winter and we'll <laughs> call it a career Jesus he I, he got went over there and got meaner I think it was like I know. You, you know it's That's like really
1: I don't know all that scotch, they serve over there i don't know what it was but yeah like yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah that uh that he dude loved never the game for sure. yeah he never took a night off that's for sure um well here we go number
1: 4 number 4 i got to i got to give respect to this guy i hated him for the first couple of years my pro parent that is Dennis the bone doctor Bondy. <laughs> yeah. this guy he was kind of like you know, after I towards the end of my career I'm just like, Oh it's I, I've come full circle, like I'm Dennis Bonzi now. <laughs> <laughs> like when I was when I pro, like Dennis is obviously like he, he definitely wasn't like a great a great skater. He wasn't like really fluid. I don't know if he ever was during his career, but he was like, you know, you could tell he's like stiff. He's been through a lot of
0: <laughs> a lot of
1: disagreements and you know, and and he was a guy that I I probably fought him maybe a, probably a dozen times and maybe like got a decision on maybe maybe two two out of those 12 and he probably definitely not a guy that like had like a lot of like power behind his punches anymore but he definitely like played the role and he like he uh he made me I made him look good for, <laughs> for for a couple seasons for sure when I was in Philadelphia as well so he was always a guy that but he was, he, he like loved the game and he was always a guy that, uh, you know, we would talk like, uh, you know, before the games and he'd kind of always do this act. He kind of like, oh, you know, like, I don't know, like I got a little bit of sore shoulder today. I don't know if I could go today, boys. And then first thing, like first shift out there, he's like chasing you around, breathing down your neck, ready to go. So always, <laughs> those, we talk about like those advantages. He he play like these, these, uh, veteran mind games with you. and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trying to be your buddy. Then then for the, the first chance I you turned your back on me. He was like right down right down your neck ready to ready to kick the snot out of you. So <laughs> I definitely had a lot of respect for him and uh um yeah, he was definitely a guy that taught me a lot, you know, um uh, you know, definitely challenged me 'cause it was it was always you know, when once you've turned pro and you're fighting guys that have been you know played pro for like you know a decade or more they've they've just like battled and you're just trying to catch up so you guys like that those are the guys you got to go through to uh, kind of achieve the same same things that they did for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Was was he? Uh, well, like you said, legendary. I mean, what, you know, you talk about minor league tough guys. I mean, his names right at the top of the list for sure. In terms of like when you talk about the le- the legends in that regard, um, it, w- was he the uh, was he the biggest uh, red line yapper that you faced?
1: Uh you know, it's so funny. There's like when I was in that Philadelphia division of like Bingo, Binghamton, Hershey, Wilkes Barre norfolk it was just like they all had these like rat bastards on each each team like i remember i remember my very first pro pro game was in wilkesbury you know and we obviously had heavy teams in philadelphia as well you know the like me and Rodney cote and josh grab and ben eager and so we had like you know in in the in the warm-ups like the very first warmups I ever taken in professionally, you know, outside like ex- ex- exhibition game or preseason game. And, and like another line is like Bonvi and David Cochi and Paul Bissonnette, Carcello, you know, like Matt Talbot, like all oh, these, this rats, you know, and just everyone's just kind of just dropping on the bed. And I was just like, all right, here we go. <laughs> so that was kind of like my welcoming to, to that, the American Hockey League for sure. So, and it, and it was like that, you know. It was like that every night, you know. There's a lot of guys that could be on this list, you know. Like played against, you know, fought like Derek England, another yep. super tough dude that you know you, you played against a handful of times, you know, a, a month. You know, we're playing the same the same teams all the time. So, well,
0: I know you. you know, I know you fought. It. You know, I know you fought Biz a couple of times. How'd the fights go?
1: I you know I yeah I was fine. He was never really a guy that I thought he was like scary tough, you know. But he he played the role. He was a big he was a big body, you know. He had he had a long reach and everything, and uh, he, you know did did really did really well, you know. He's great personality, and uh, you know I think that's why he's had so much you know success, you know, uh, you know with his career and and, and after for sure. So. You know, always seen those. I remember he, he kind of, he, he tricked me on his, his podcast. I don't know, maybe it was this time last year. Cause I, I forget what the, I was kind of getting all these messages out of nowhere. Like, my buddy's back home. is like, oh, you gotta like, this, that. This, this, like, called me a sack of shit or something like that. Cause I ran him. <laughs> I took his D out or something like that. I was like, oh, I probably did. <laughs> so. <laughs> so uh,
0: that's how it was exactly well there there you go um, yeah exactly actually I just had him on the show uh, last week and I see uh, you fought him and uh, I tried uh, looking it up but I couldn't find it how'd your fight with Pete Vandermeer go oh
1: yeah yeah pistol yeah I yeah I think I fought him in my 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 rookie year when I was in Philadelphia, I think he was in Hamilton. Very well, yeah. Very good memory. Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, i i think i did, I think I did all right. I think I did all right. Like I didn't, you know, I was like so naive too at that at that age. I was just like I was kind of fearless, and I didn't, I didn't really have, I, you know, I didn't really do my my homework. I was just like, you know, I hey, I'm just gonna drink beers, you know, after games, and you know, go go to bed and. Skate in the morning, then go go do it again. That was kind of my routine. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think I, you know, being with the other guys that have been around the league that I was playing with, you know, guys like Josh Gradner or Riley Cote, you know, you kind of like, you look at the roster, you know, like you got all the bios, so you kind of know, like, who's who and who's why are they here, <laughs> you know? <Yeah>. so... <clears throat> and I, re- <clears throat> I remember, I remember fighting Pete after, and uh, I, I, I recall i feeling. Pretty, it was like achievement for sure. And he's just like, yeah, that guy's greasy. Like he's a greasy fighter. He's like slippery and uh, very, very kind of technical. So that's why I remember uh, of, of Pete for sure. And he was obviously, you know, a, another legend that was spent time in Philadelphia as well. So,
0: no, absolutely. Um well, I was gonna ask you before, like, you're they got you listed at like six one two fifteen. Are you legitimately six one?
1: Yeah, yeah, I am. Okay. I think, uh, I think after being retired, I'm definitely probably like shrunk a half inch for, for sure. So. <laughs> well, inversion, inversion table again. So. I was going to say
0: the, the left and right sides of the column start, one's going down, the other one's going up a little bit, but.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I think I kind of avoid, I think I maxed out at six one. Yeah. Six one. And I, um, I played every, everywhere between like, 210 to like 235 you know Uh, obviously i was way heavier my last couple years in the east coast when i was just like grossly out of shape and really had no desire to like play anymore so uh like when i was playing kind of like my best hockey i was uh i kind of hover i hovered between there it was it was kind of kind of bizarre like I kind of went through like i hit my physical peak like in my late uh my late 20s early 30s when i was like i was kind of like the same kind of body i was like you know 11 12 percent body fat and uh you know 232 pounds so i was like i was pretty i've always had my mom's shoulders so i've always been <laughs> <laughs> you know that farm that farm grade beef growing up so it was definitely you know uh, i think my parents always the guy who built like a brick shit house so well a lot of it, carbo it a did, lot of carbo really, loading yeah. there we go yeah, exactly, for sure. A lot, a lot of potatoes.
0: There you go. <laughs> um, all, right, all right, well, uh, we're, we're yapping away. Oh, three, number three.
1: Well, I did have the pleasure of fighting um, Steve McIntyre <laughs> when I was in Philadelphia, too.
0: Oh, good times. I actually,
1: yeah, I, I remember I, I think the first time I saw him fight, was, I think he was playing for Medicine Hat. Yeah. I think he was playing for the Medicine at Tigers, and he beat the tar of Derek Parker. Like just beat the boots right off of him, and I was like, "Dude, that's a big, that's a big guy, that's a big guy." Yeah. <laughs> so, and I actually, I actually think I did play against him when he was in OCN when I was playing the Manit- Manitoba Junior League as well. Probably, this, yeah, this, uh, a this, yep. this a monstrous human being. So I fought him when I was yeah when I was in Philadelphia and I think he was in Providence at the time. Yep. And I don't even know how to start it. I think it was just one of those, like, all right, we kind of just both agreed, and then we went, I don't even know, I don't even know how I did this now, but, like, I think I went, like, toe-to-toe with him for a good, you know, five, six seconds. And then he, he just drilled, and I think he drilled me right in the, right in the nose. I think he broke my nose. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of went down to one knee, and, and uh, and I got up and, you know, I went inside the telly Bucks, and old Spectrum and, um um, and, uh, you know, after that, after the game, he, you know, he's just like, ah, you know, that was awesome fight, man. You got me with a couple. I got you with a couple. And he was like, oh, it was great. You know, just like loved it. And I was just like, yeah, that was awesome, dude. And my nose was, like touching my ear at this time. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, great, great, great. Can't wait to do it again. <laughs> so yeah like that he was like one of the one of the toughest dudes that we've seen on skates in the last like 25 years it's a just a monster of a of a dude of a human being for sure so scary yeah like when someone's that big i mean so he's probably
0: got what like seven inches on you like how how yeah, do you sure. how do you even like how do you even approach that like obviously you got to have to get inside but it's like Easier said than done. You
1: don't even, yeah, yeah. You don't even know. Like you're absolutely, like you're just, you're getting up there and you're fighting a bear. Yeah, like all right, I'm probably probably closer to like a polar bear, or something like that. But like, yeah, a really big dude, a really big dude, and you you're like, I don't know, I don't know. I never really liked it because I, I didn't really have, I didn't have, uh, I didn't have like the. The, the long reach or anything like that. So I, my strategy is always was like, I had to be a little bit more technical or I was, or I was going to have to, well, most times I did. I just gonna like, all right, I'm going to kind of bury my head in there. I'm going to take a couple off the ear or the back of the head. And then I'll get, I'll kind of get in there, get situated and we'll, we'll readjust as we go. So <laughs> that was always kind of the strategy, you know, being a smaller guy. Cause I didn't, I didn't, you know, I, I know like guys like Taidomi like I know that, you know, that's not really a great example, but he was a really, shorter guy that didn't ever reach but he always did the spin cycle and I didn't really like doing that I didn't it, it wasn't like fun for me you know it just it didn't work something I never really practiced but uh, I just kind of like lock it on like classic kind of like a hockey fight and be a little bit open and sometimes it worked out sometimes it didn't so and that was kind of my strategy with with most guys that played or fought against whether whether they're five foot ten or six foot
0: nine <laughs> yeah like I was going to say like when you talked about like Bonvie and like Van well Bonvie would let it go but but Vandermeer more like those kind of those technician type guys did you was, did you prefer that kind of fight or would you have rather kind of let it go a little bit um of course I, supp- I, I suppose it's said uh, it's what's coming back the other way is how we're going to do
1: this yeah exactly exactly um it really you know like i remember like uh yeah it was it's yeah it's really tough because some, some guys are still like there's not a whole lot of guys that punch really really hard um it's really hard to punch hard when someone else is trying to punch at you there's always that kind of hesitation so it's 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 like a gamble, it's a le- legitimate gamble, but yeah, I, I think like hands down, like I could have really, if I really wanted to, I could, I think I was, a, I was definitely a smart enough fighter that I could grapple, uh, you know, protect myself, have a lot of limited punches against me, but for me, that was just like boring, I didn't, I didn't want to like go in there and, you know, I never really, I never like deep elder or anything like that, but I was really good I learned right away to kind of grab at the bicep instead of the wrist. And I knew, I knew how to break, break loose. And I knew how to get inside and, and protect myself. That all matters. Um, so I think like hands down, I, I I was pretty good at that, but I, it's not, I didn't want to, you know, you don't get your, you don't get your teammates, you know, pumped up with like, you know, doing some, uh, karate kid, uh, you know <laughs> yeah greco-roman off, stuff kind of exercises. you know like that that's you know that's not exciting you know like we, we all know like the best fights are the ones that are just like you know head down and you just you just rock them sock and oh, stuff oh so. yeah
0: everybody task or send right everyone wants that so. yeah
1: exactly i know so what, well yeah, you know,
0: like, like you said you played with a lot of tough guys like you know like a riley coater josh gratt and stuff like that Did you
1: guys talk about this a lot did you work on stuff together yeah, we did. I remember, like Riley and I, we did the, the we did some, some some dirty boxing with the, with the geese and everything. So we did a lot of that work. Just um, more or less about leverage. Yeah, but, you know, um, obviously like hand grip and, and positioning was was really crucial. You know, um, you know, like grabbing behind the neck and like learning like where the other guy's center of gravity was, and that's where he kind of. You can definitely control, control the fight because when you're grabbing guys, you know, like the old classic, like, you know, hand in the middle of the chest bone, you know, it's pretty loose. You don't really have a lot of control, but then, you know, when you grab inside that it's kind of the armpit bicep area, and that's when you can, you kind of, you definitely take, take control and you have, you know, a better, better control and, uh, you know, better sense of balance and everything. So it's definitely, it's definitely, no hands about it. There's definitely a, an art when it comes to fighting on, on skates for sure. So um, some some days, some some fights, I it, it looked like I had no fucking clue what I was doing. And <laughs> some of the days, it looked like I had have been doing it for 20 years. So it was just kind of it was always like hit or miss with me. So it was it was a challenge for sure. Well,
0: it's like the old saying, right? And it's and it's really true. And whether it be boxing or anything, but even in hockey fighting, it's like styles make fights, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly.
0: Well, we got McIntyre at three, so I, I'm scared to see or hear the next two here, but, uh, yeah, number two.
1: I fought, uh, I fought this, uh, I fought Reed really low one time, and this guy absolutely just tuned me. <laughs> he was playing in Norfolk, and, uh, I think we're down a couple goals in Norfolk, and, and, uh, I think, like, Riley, I think Riley Coach, I think he he lost the fight. So I was trying to like pick him up or something like that right after that, and I totally failed. Schultz so was getting another ass whooping. I think I forget who Riley fought. Maybe it was like David Coach or something like that. But yeah, I, I it was one of those it was one of those times like all right, I'm going to open up, and then you know I'm not knowing that reader was. I'm pretty sure I I still think he was a lefty, but anyways, I think that's who he was, and he he tuned me. He he got me good. I would probably have to say, like, he was one of those those relic tough guys, too, that played in those, like, late 90s tough guy. And there's another guy I would probably have put on my number two list, was also, was Grant Marshall. Same kind of experience. This, like, old, tough dude that I probably didn't have any business, <laughs> any business fighting. But it was definitely a learning experience, so. Those guys are or were seasoned vets and, and they played in the era like in the late nineties, like with the Stu Grimsons and, the, and all those other crazies. That you know, those are really tough dudes. Yeah, that's a whole other level. But I'm definitely yeah, but I'm definitely happy that you know it's, it's kind of cool that you know to have like those guys kind of on, on my card, I guess. So, but I but I pay the but I pay the price for it. So,
0: <laughs> well, it um, yeah, like you said, that's a whole when you get into that kind of level of toughness it's like um i, I often think R- reed low is really underrated by a lot of people
1: yeah i think so too for sure
0: uh, you know and really you go... Tough,
1: really really i, I don't I forget what he all played for i think he played he was like in st louis and yeah um you know that was a really that was a really tough division back then oh yeah
0: and, i mean uh yeah if people out there go on go youtube and and read low on youtube man you go down that rabbit hole unbelievable yeah you know and especially his uh his early right in his first couple of years in pro and in, in wooster in the american hockey league like in the late 90s oh his fights yeah. with like parker and like and Bonvie and them are unbelievable like low was yeah. awesome like yeah, there's a ton of fights on my YouTube channel from back then and he was uh oh yeah, he was something. He's a tough dude for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's a there's a lot of guys I would love to put like a, a number two for sure. Like Aaron Downey, you know, I remember having like a marathon fight with him. Um you know dj king i fought him a couple times He was a huge dude matt you know i fought matt casting after you know being really good friends with him in vancouver i fought him a couple times and it was funny i always got the better of, of matt and matt was a really tough dude he was like the nicest kid ever but he was a really long armed, big dude i always seemed to like get the best of him it was kind of funny how those how those things work but uh um, yeah, like you, you know, I fought, you know, my buddy Mike, Mike Lambis, another super tough guy. There's, there's a long list of like a lot of guys that, uh, that were like super tough for
0: sure. Oh, no, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, for sure. And I know a couple of the names that of course people, you know, have, he's, he's sort of gone on and he, I know you fought him a couple of times was, uh, Ryan Reeves.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: How did, uh, yeah,
1: we actually, we actually talked about that last night on the other podcast and, and uh, he's like, yeah, granted, you you gave it to him. He's like, "Oh, I, well, yeah, yeah, I did. You know, I was definitely different stages of her careers. And, you know, he was still a kid. And I was kind of like, you know, I was kind of like up and down from, you know, any children, that kind of period I was too. Is he like, he, he's definitely grown a little bit <laughs> since then, you know. Like, oh, yeah. You know, I definitely wouldn't want to tangle with him now. Do I think he's like, do I think he like rivals the guys that you know like the big the big bad guys like in the in the late nineties and early two thousands? No, definitely not. But uh he plays a role and he's he's guys like him are definitely, you know, keeping that role alive for sure. I think I think moving forward you're gonna see more guys get get groomed and drafted to play those big body doll games because you know, let's let's face it, like the skilled guys are getting smaller and smaller, so they're always going to be. There's always going to be those those guys that are they're need. They're going to need a you know a little pat in the butt, and and uh, definitely need to know that they're going to be taken care of. So, especially when you got so much fucking money tied into them, you can't have can't have guys like Tom Wilson tossing these guys around. So I think that's I think that's good for the game for sure. Keeps keeps the integrity and, and the, the honor with, with, with the sport and that's with you know that's what hockey separates from, from all the other sports for sure. So I definitely we definitely need more of Ryan Reeves and Tom Wilson's and so on. Oh
0: absolutely. Well uh well like you said I mean this list I mean we could have made it the top fifty really. I mean you know everyone there's a story for every for every fight really but uh, I we you know we'll keep it to five but uh the number one
1: Toughest opponent for Tristan Grant was this guy. He he didn't play for very long. I think he's actually a actually kid from Connecticut. He actually wasn't a kid. He was like six foot seven monster, uh, and his name was Mike Hoffman. Um, he played. Go. I fought him a couple of times in preseason uh, when he was in Atlanta, and I was in Nashville, and and he also yeah he played for the Wolves as well. So he was a guy. I think I fought once. Maybe twice. I think it was just once because oh, I scored off of this guy and this guy grabbed me pretty much coco bumped me in the top of the helmet. I pretty pretty certain broke my helmet. And I, I and I went down like a like, like a sack <laughs> of potatoes. I got right back up. I got right back up and I was just like but I was just like, Oh man, I was just like I do not want to do that again. And uh he was a very I knew a couple guys that I played with at the time. They knew him as like, "Yeah, this guy's like absolutely shredded. He's like 270 pounds of just like absolute like meat." And he was a big, big. He was, a, he was another. I guess he was another nice, super nice guy. But this guy was a monster. And it's actually kind of surprising that someone of his stature, you know, didn't go deeper in his career. But he was definitely one that, definitely hands down when someone asks you like who like who hit you really hard to get like, yeah, this guy's mike hoffman big dude huge dude so but <laughs> survived here i am we're talking about it now so
0: there you go yeah, yeah. that uh well there hey see that and that's like yeah like mike hoffman is not the guy i would have guessed that you would have had at number one but uh but here we go that's uh, that's interesting
1: yeah, I know it is. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, this is list this is, this is kind of hard, but that's uh, to that's, remember, that's the hardest been that's been hit hard for sure, was that guy. But there's so many, there's so many, like, you know, like, um, I don't think I ever fought, like, Blue Guard. I know he chased me around when he was in, I don't know, I think he was in either Medicine Hat, or I think it was Medicine Hat. Like, this is a big, scary dude, and there's a lot of big guys. Uh, I was gonna. I was no, gonna ask I, you. Do you? I fought, like Morasty. Yeah. You know, I fought Marasty a couple times. Like those. These are guys that like arguably could be. Not like, these. Are, these are usually the, some of the toughest guys. Like that. Oh, yeah, that yeah. Played I mean, in the last twenty years for sure. Uh, oh, There's another me. guy that used to beat the Snotter on me all the old time, His name was Alex Henry. He was a big. He was a big defenseman that played for. Uh, I think he was in Hamilton. Yeah, You know, he always beat the, he always beat the tar on me cause he was a big like six foot six defenseman that he, he despised me cause I just like take cheap shots <laughs> and run, run, uh, run a, run a very young PK Subban. So, <laughs> so yeah, there's so many guys like. I would have to like probably go down in front of the fight card, and, and, and just, I'm probably for definitely forgetting guys for sure. So it's no disrespect that I didn't mention them by any means, but yeah, there's so many guys that I just like would like to like differ, like <laughs> say like, hey, I appreciate your skill set for sure. And it was I think we at the you know at the end of the day we're all trying to make each other better, so.
0: No, absolutely, and like you said, yeah, just like scrolling your fight card right now, it's like ridiculous, the names, and like you said, it could be, was there any guy that you fought that, um, that like surprised you? Like going in, you're like, I'm going to like kick the shit out of this guy, and all of a sudden he hits you, and it's like, oh shit, I was not expecting that.
1: Oh man, I don't, I don't, not really, I know that's definitely happened. I can't think of the exact names for sure. There's always, there, yeah, we always come across one of those one of those guys here and there that, you know, they're like, "Wham!" I was like, "Whoa, that guy's fast," or you know, like I wasn't expecting that. Um, I know I would have to probably go down the the list for sure, and it could probably spark some memories. Or, or nightmares, if you want to go. <laughs> <So. laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I was, I was going to ask you, I know, I think you might have been your first pro fight with the in the American League. Um, it was in the preseason in Albany. Uh, do you remember fighting
1: Segroy? Oh, yeah. I talked about that last night too. That guy oh. like fed me like three punches. And I, you know, the night before I, you know, like I, I knew this guy was here and I was just like, man, I, and I was telling my, I was like, you know, whatever, I don't even know if we're texting back in the we turned Pro as, but I remember talking to my uncle. It's like, Hey, man, the guy from those hockey fights they had on the TV and the pay-per-view and Prince George. I definitely got to fight this guy. <laughs> and not that I, and I had no idea, like, you know, how experienced Mike was. and He was a pretty technical, you know, uh, minor league, uh, minor league, uh, legend for sure. So a big dude too like he what is he about six yeah five? yeah 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 he's got to be for sure and I think yeah I think that might have been like my first kind of like actual kind of pro fight and everything so
0: yeah it was yeah you and uh well but, like
1: and- you know fitting fitting I was in Philadelphia, so it didn't really even matter if you won or lost It was just like all right this kid's like willing to go it was like let's keep him here see what happens and that was kind of that was kind of my ticket in Absolutely, I wasn't scared. You know, scared after that. You know, even though I took took the loss, but I was like, all right, here we go. So,
0: well, you had four fights that preseason, that first preseason. You had Segroy and then uh, Carpache, and then then you had two fights the same night against Derek Parker. Do you remember those fights?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I do. Oh man, oh man. Well, so like I played a little bit with with Derek and um, <laughs> yeah,
0: Leftridge,
1: and, and so. Yeah, I think he was in Norfolk maybe. Yes, he yes, was he said Norfolk, right? Yeah. So then before the game I our coach John Stevens is, and I and I knew he was playing, I was like, Oh my god, like I'm gonna have to fight this meathead. like he's like, Where? he's like, Don't fight this guy. You guys can hear this guy skating down the ice before you or hear breathers like that. He was just like oh yeah, like I know this guy. So I don't know. I, he was one of those guys he actually made, gave me no choice. No choice. So I think he, I, we fought the one time and I don't know how good of a fight it was. Um, and then I think the second fight, I, 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 think I steamrolled someone with open ice hit and Derek like jumped over the boards like mid, mid game and gunned it for me. <laughs> 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 it's like in full Derek Parker fashion. Like, no, no, no concern of like, of the rules or anything like that. Just like, this, this couple wires crossed. but that's great. (laughs) So, good, good, clean fun. Well, there
0: you go. Well, it's funny because, like you said, you brought up the, well, you were fighting everybody from that gladiators contest. You
1: had Segura, you had Parker, and yeah, it, uh, yeah. Yeah, Those are the yeah, different different times, for sure. This, did, this didn't even know any better. You know, I, are I definitely do miss it. You know, like, I, I, I work, uh, you know, I'm a foreman at a carpentry company, so we do a lot of uh, commercial carpentry, and uh, I got a superintendent right now that I wouldn't mind grabbing buttons throat and just kind of <laughs> pulling out some old hockey skills and show him, but he's <laughs> definitely, definitely pushing my buttons, for sure. So I definitely kind of, like, I definitely need to go and like hit on the the heavy bag. I definitely kind of miss that for sure. Getting that, uh, you know, it, you know, at the time when I was playing, it was like it was just kind of what I did. You know, just survive and, and kind of just keep advancing. I guess. Uh, but at the same time, as was, you know, you know, thera- therapeutic for sure, and uh, I definitely would would benefit from from still doing that. Cause after you do it for like 20 years and then you don't do anymore. you like that aggression goes in other, other areas. You don't expel it in different ways. So probably more unhealthy ways for sure. So definitely something I, I definitely, you know, you can't just like, uh, grab someone on the, on the work site and go sit down for five minutes. You guys now it's in more like five years. So gotta be careful, but you know, kind of watch your P's and Q's and, uh, kind of just laugh about it. And, and, uh, Learn learn how to coexist <laughs> off the ice has definitely been challenging for sure.
0: <laughs> well there we go. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, uh, but hey, well, at least we get you to come on and you can uh, you know you can we'll we'll talk out the issues on the podcast. Yeah, and,
1: exactly. Uh, like like civil, like no yeah, not like gladiators or cavemen men like we <laughs> like we used to do. <laughs> so, no. It's all it's all fun games but you know, I, I uh you know, I have a lot of people that you know, I, I work with that aren't really huge uh, sports fans and, uh, you know, they're they they they're kind of, they're definitely intrigued. They're like, I mean, he was like, oh, like, what did you do before this? Like, he was like, oh, I was actually, you know, played professional hockey. He's like, oh, really? It's like, you know, I was like, what's your name? And, you know, like, I, I signed an autograph a couple of weeks ago and I was just like, no, I'm not, I'm not autograph worthy for sure. But he was another, he was like an M- MMA guy. He was a retired MMA guy. So he actually, then he YouTubed me and then, he saw the fights on there. And then, like all of a sudden, like the entire, like every every trade on the on the work sites, like coming up to me. And he's like talking about it. And they're super. They're super excited about it because they're just like, oh man, that's so badass. It's like man, I saw you watch his video. You kicked the shit on this guy. The like, guy, ah, then you fought this guy, and this guy kind of got the better of you. It's just like, yeah. So you know, people are just so much. You know, so many fans were, and, and and I think a lot of a lot of people definitely respect it for sure. So it's definitely a tough job, and. It's great that so many people are coming online and uh, you know sharing their stories and and you know all, all good and bad. So it's 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 great and it's a great part part of the culture of the sport. And uh, you know I think probably more people out there and you know should probably you know go maybe go play some pickup hockey and get some aggression all that way. I think I think the world would be a lot better place. That's for sure.
0: I, I think you're right. No, it uh, no, absolutely. <laughs> well, man, I, uh, I really appreciate you coming on tonight and, uh, for the second round. And, uh, like I always tell everybody, I mean, it certainly, uh, hopefully won't be the last time you come on. We'll, uh, you know, down the line, we'll get you on again. And, uh, cause I mean, I'm no, sure there's, there, I'm sure there's a million stories we haven't touched. So. Oh, yeah.
1: No, yeah, absolutely. So, so many, like, I'm just trying to keep the PG ones right now here. We might have to do a, an 18 and in, in over uh story <laughs> yeah. storyline that sometimes that we're down the road. We'll get, we'll get, we'll go down some serious rabbit holes. So yeah, no, it's, uh, it's great. I always, always a pleasure coming on here and, uh, respect what you're doing and, uh, you know, keeping it alive for sure. No,
0: absolutely. Thank you very much again. And, uh, like I said, I won't keep you too long tonight. I'll let you go, but, uh, no, man, I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, have a good night, and, uh, and thanks again, Tristan. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Stay safe. All right, man. Have a good night. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?